Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, men on, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys took yesterday off because there was a rain delay due to Tuesday. And then because of the rain delay on Tuesday, we had to play a doubleheader baseball on Wednesday. And because we had to play a doubleheader baseball on Wednesday, we weren't able to be at New Mexico Pinon. So now today on Thursday, the boys are live at the 4th Street Pinon. Let's go. What is up? Let's go. Hey, so Albuquerque. Um, oh, breaking news before you say whatever you're about to say. I just saw a huge bag come in for Locker 505 through the what I'm going to call pedestrian door. Oh, where's the VIP door? Don't know. It's usually okay. in the back from my experience downtown. What were you saying, Van? I was going to say, Albuquerque, our apologies, and also you're welcome. Uh-huh. Because we weren't on air. No. Sorry. But you got a double header of weekday, rainy, overcast baseball. That's a lot of fun. Hello, sushi boy. That's a lot of fun. I got a text during the rain delay yesterday Okay. that during the rain delay... Uh, they were playing national, CBS National. Yeah. And I got a text, and it says, where are the boys at? I don't need to hear no hot takes on the new Cleveland Browns logo. Yeah. Also, we're doing a segment on the Cleveland the Browns Cleveland, logo. Yeah, it's just the color brown. I no, don't know how, uh, you, uh, how you improve on that. You don't need a character. You're the color brown. You're brown. The name is... For hash yeah. browns, no, it's the color brown. The color you picked is what is left over after too many watercolors go into the rinse dish. Yes, exactly That's what it is. That's the color that you are. Mm-hmm. You picked it, team. When you overcook chicken, it's the bottom of the pan. The <laughs> Brownie the elf? Brownie the elf. Brownie the elf, like the guy that lives in the Keebler tree. He looks a and, lot like a Keebler guy. And he makes he makes fudge delicacies. He's Is the, that who you're he's talking the black about? sheep of the Keebler the family. Brown sheep. He's the brown sheep <laughs> the, of the Keebler family. I'm I'm, I'm Brownie the Elf. <laughs> oh, hi guys. You wanna see a losing franchise? Boy, do I have the mascot for you. I'm old Brownie. I didn't know What's the elf had in my a southern What? Yes, Michael. All Keebler elves have southern accents. Really? Well, not northern Texas reticulated. Draw. Football. Yeah. Football. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> football. Uh, we're talking football. <laughs> my, my elves are all British. I don't know why. The Okay. Maybe it's Lord of the Rings yeah. in my head. I don't have a ton of Which, elf. Which, hey, Lord of the Rings new series, right? Isn't it a big deal? The, only for uh, miscasting uh, fictional characters as races they were never identified as. Oh, did they do that too? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't know because I'm not going to watch it. But anyways, give me the next Star Wars. Uh, as far as real life, better, uh, real life is better than fiction. Quote, my starting QB went down and we lost. I just didn't think it was appropriate for me to be on the show at that point. I needed to step up and be a leader. It shouldn't be on TV. It should be in this locker room. Oh, so Micah Parsons is only <laughs> going to do the show when they win? That's a sweet contract because he ain't going to be on the show a lot this year. 
I told you from the second this thing came out months ago, I said, this is not real. This will not happen. This is not a thing. And then he went radio silent. Dog, he didn't just he didn't call and say, hey, listen, circumstances. He no called, no showed his job. I haven't had a job my whole life where a no call, no show. They're just like, go get him next week, slugger. <laughs> hey, no big deal, guy. He missed your scheduled shift. We'll just schedule for the exact same shift next week. And, and all the, the external circumstances are causing him to miss it. If they still exist, that's fine, too. Like, They're going to exist next week and the week after and probably a little more than half of your games all year this because <laughs> the Cowboys were bad before they lost, mm-hmm. Dak, they lost Dak Prescott, and now they don't have Dak Prescott. No. Good luck. They have Cooper Rush. By the way, I'm kind of rooting for Cooper Rush. For why? To break the streak. What streak? We've talked about this before on this program, mm-hmm. and it has this fun fact has a special place in my heart. I'm more interested in Cooper Rush actually streaking than whatever you're about to talk about. No redheaded quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. So I'm rooting for my ginger brother, Cooper Rush. My Go Cooper. Google is Peyton Manning redheaded. He is not. We've had this exact discussion. No, he's not. He barely has... Really you, can't, you can't be a redhead if you have six foreheads. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's that per capita, he doesn't have enough hair. It's that bump. Plus he just got like brown hair anyways. That bump on his forehead is like a Rudolph nose, and I think that's what I was thinking of. You know, if you're talking about the Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks, uh-huh. that's going to be an expensive mountain because of <laughs> Peyton Manning's head. So stupid. <laughs> That's such an insanely cold but good take. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, So we're going to put, okay, over here on the left, we're going to put, I don't know, what do you guys think, Bart Starr? Yeah, we'll start with Bart Starr. Let's put him over here on the left. Well, how many? We're only doing four? Joe, th- well, it's like the Mount real Rushmore? Rushmore. Yeah. Only four? So you, you go with Bart Starr. You okay. go with, oh, what do you think? you got to put Tom Brady on there. So there's two of them gone. If Peyton Manning's on it because we're making the joke of the mountain, mm-hmm. who's it, Joe Namath? Like, you need, like... Just a swag guy? Yeah, you need a guy of, like, very famous. You don't just need, like... Because he wasn't a good quarterback. No. But everyone knows who Joe Namath is. Correct. Similar to the way that everyone knew who Brett Favre was through his many Wranglers commercials. Ah. And now the Favre Memorial Volleyball Gymnasium and uh, Depository. I don't know what other things it would be. Now, instead of being the gunslinger, everybody's fan favorite... Mm Mm-hmm. Brett Favre is just the dude who got hooked on pills, sent unsolicited wiener picks, and stole from poor people. The, and we'll go into and it as a Packers fan. This hurts. We'll go into it at length. Yeah. But when is he ever going to learn his lesson on text? Stop texting. Seriously. Like, yeah. Figure yourself out. Watch one episode of Law and Order from the early two thousands, Brett, and then you'll know. We'll go into that at length of four thirty. Kim Kirshen will join us today. That will be very good. We'll talk about Locker 505, and we're going to do that on behalf of New Mexico Opinion on Coffee, where we're live at today. So Hold we... on. You didn't let me give my Rushmore of quarterbacks, Oh, okay. Right? I, did, I didn't mean to uh, pivot out so quickly. It's just Ryan Fitzpatrick four times. Okay. <laughs> the only guy actually qualified to be president who ever played in the NFL. If Ryan Fitzpatrick were to make 
by the way, he won't. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he knows what's good for him, he's going to get like a late-night talk show. If Ryan Fitzpatrick knows what's good for him, he's going to be the next Bobby the Brain Heenan on WWE Wrestling. Yeah, I get name recognition why Fox went after Tom Brady. Yeah. But Fitzpatrick's the real winner he's, here. Yes. That's, that's what moves the needle. I agree. Yeah. You, you can put him, if you were to put him over, like I'm just going to give you one, like Westminster Dog Show. Okay. If you were to have him host that, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm now in for their, what he's going to bring to that because, number one, he's super smart. Number okay. two, entertaining as all heck. Okay. And I don't care about the Westminster Dog Show, so no matter what you deliver, I'm going to have a higher level of interest than I had previously. All right, let's take this up another notch. Okay, Kentucky if, Derby. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the Westminster Dog Show, what? which dog would he be? Did, what is On a count of three, ready? One, two, three, Border Collie. Did, uh, <laughs> why was your one, two, three so slow? <laughs> Anticipation. That's not acceptable to me. Christina Ortiz will join us as well from New Mexico Opinion on Coffee. We'll talk at length about what's going on with the clothing drive. I'm going to tell you right now, it's an absolute banger. It's going through the roof. We will preview Thursday night football tonight. Coach Danny Gonzalez will join the program today. We'll do that at, do we have 5 o'clock or 5.15? 5 on the dot, 5 o'clock, Coach Danny Gonzalez will join us. Hurry up and get to your car fast, Albuquerque. Coach G's joining us. UNM Lobos is, um, I need, I just need to take out some frustration on El Paso. Yes. You know they have a wax now? El Paso's a wax? Yeah. I bet it's wax. No. W- w- weeks? Ha. I bet it's weeks. Nice. Thank you. They want to be us. El Paso, Why wouldn't they want to be us? Every, did you know the third most impoverished zip code in the entire nation is in El Paso? Oh, really? Yeah, did you know that? It's not Detroit? I said third. Oh, third. Yeah. Okay. It's in... No Paso. Did you see the uh, study that came out last week of the five most obscenity-laden communities in the country? Number three were your boys. El Paso beat us by one. I hate <laughs> losing to El Paso. <laughs> one spot El Paso beat us by. The Sue's Josh Sushan will join us at 545 before we finish the program with today's I-9 Varsity, which we have not selected yet. We won't. And we'll hand it off to Isotopes Baseball this evening. Homecoming weekend in Las Vegas, New Mexico for the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. I'll be up there all weekend long starting tomorrow. You and Robert will be live at Isotopes Park. That's correct. That will be very good. Also joining on the program will be head coach of the Highlands football team, Ron Hudson. And he will preview the big game against Fort Lewis this weekend. So that will be very good. You and Robert will be coming up this Saturday to New Mexico Highlands University to hang out with I as I will be broadcasting the action, uh, Comcast Channel 26, by the yeah, way. Yeah, baby. Which you, if you're not watching us on currently, you can. We are live up until Isotope Baseball today. And then... I also feel like you want to see us on the internet, studio519.com. There you go. Yeah. That's an easy You one. don't have to own Comcast. No, no. Come see your boys' social media, check ProView, and then I think if we don't have a reshare, we'll put it up here pretty quick. Uh, lastly, you and Robert will be hosting the Fan Experience up there for the game day, the big homecoming weekend. So come hang out with your boys. Be part of that thing, 505-246-0610. Take and text all day. Calls intermittently, but if it's hot, we'll get it in. And if it's a take, we'll tell you if it's hot. And then lastly, um, I'm excited for Thursday Night Football. 
And we'll go into that at much more depth after we get back. It's Tuman on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits in the weekend. That's for New Mexico's Vodka. Tell her Vodka. Don't forget next Monday, your boys will be for doubleheader Monday Night Football at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your dudes. The last one was, what's better than a banger? Slaps. Yeah, it slapped. It absolutely yeah. slapped the entire time we were up there. So come hang out with your boys at Howie Sports Page. That is the time to have because we are having it. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. There's only one Rome, and there's only one home for Rome. But I can't control what some of these people say. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, we're back on the program. We're still live. We're still live in New Mexico Opinion on Coffee. Christine Ortiz is going to join us very soon. Last night, Van, last night, Van, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals sent to the mound... Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. Is that a sentence you've heard before? Yeah, I'm getting sick of it. They, it's what? been long enough. Why? What? 325 times, one dude. That's more. It's got to be more than that. It's 325 times have the St. Louis Cardinals sent Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright to the mound as a battery. It feels like way more. And uh, that's the most of all time. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Is they that a big one to you? They beat Ganty and old Chucky Hambone from Mid- the 1880s Barksdale Pinions. <laughs> Bit of a reach there. What? Mickey Lolich and Bill Feehan, Freehand. That's just that's exactly what I just said. Of the Detroit Tigers from 1963 to 1975. Pretty impressive. Cooler for Wayne White or cooler for Molina? It's, uh, well, it's a statistic for both of them. Yeah, definitely Wayne Wright. So though, it's right? cool for the both of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty impressive for Wayne Wright. Because it's kind of like his he... own right. Please do. Because he had, a little, he had a little dip in his career. Chrissy. We, like, we thought, like, we thought it might be over for Adam Wayne Wright. Mm-hmm. And then he had a late career resurgence, probably steroids. But what, what it's what most impressive. Doing? What are you doing? But it's most impressive to me. <laughs> Is uh, Yadier Molina, his length and longevity, yeah, like staying healthy, mm-hmm. like his refusal to take days off, sure, like he just won't get, a, he just refuses to take a day off. The, okay, you he just... is the opposite of me. Okay, I would love a day off. I had a day off yesterday. It's not I true. enjoyed it. It was not a day off. You just didn't do any work, and also. To me, I had there's a day off of radio. I there, did a lot of work there's peripherally. Something intimate about like the pitcher catcher combination and going to the mound, and specifically for Adam Wainwright, Gadder Molina's like a lover. He's like a lover to he. Except the thing is Go on. Four other games in a row, Yadier Molina, he he has another lover. Uh, it's a, it's it can't be as as He's got five side pieces. Four side pieces and then one lover. I think Adam Wainwright would probably be his bottom B. Okay. Pretty sure, right? I would like After to, all these years. like to transition out of this one. Joining us on the program, <laughs> Christina Ortiz. Welcome, girl. Hey. How are you? 
I'm doing good. How are you today? Christina runs all of the operations for Nexco Opinion on Coffee, including the 4th Street location, which we are currently at today. And uh, since we started the broadcast, there were some donations, and now there's a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. How are you handling it? Are you overwhelmed? Is the outreach and help for Locker 505, by the way, thank you to Mexico Opinion, has it been so positive that it's become a negative how much you're helping people? <laughs> well, I know you like to say it's a negative to, to, to <laughs> mess around, but it's, it's honestly been really awesome just to see so many people come in and donate. I mean, the amount of people and the, and the amount of things that they're donating i mean when people come in they're usually um it's it's multiple items it's not just you know a pair of pants or something their people are bringing entire bags full which is awesome for these kids um we have filled up our stock quite a bit uh we we have to get it picked up weekly just because it fills up our back rooms so much um but yeah we're really excited to have excess So, so live on air last time we were here you got a donation through the drive-thru window. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? That's like my favorite part is people just handing donations right through the window and then receiving discounted coffee. Yeah, it's pretty popular, honestly. I mean, who who wouldn't want to just hand you something through the drive-thru? <laughs> if, if, I can, if I can donate without getting out of my car, right? I mean, who doesn't? Uh, we're all lazy nowadays right 100% that's fan so (laughs) the thing to me that is so fun it's like it's not just like the things that locker 505 is asking for which are important we're talking like undergarments we're talking kid size hoodies we're talking Mm -hmm. jeans and new shoes and we're talking all those types of things but there's weird stuff too there's like kentucky derby hats like what like like what like do you guys ever just look at the pile and be like is this a donation or is this someone just like cleaning out the spare bedroom? You know, there's there's so much stuff we honestly don't have time to go through it. Yeah. We kind of let Locker <laughs> 505 deal with that. But um, yeah, there are definitely a, a few people who are, you can tell they're just cleaning out their closets without actually going through it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's one good thing in those bags. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. We've heard nothing but great things about all the donations that you're getting here on 4th Street. And Alameda and 528. Like everybody, you feel like you're winning this competition, or do you think Fourth Street is winning the competition of being the most philanthropical of the Pinon locations? Of all of them? Who do you feel like's winning? I don't know. Honestly, they're pretty neck and neck. Even Alameda is a smaller store, and they. Yeah. They've been getting quite a few donations. Packing the punch. Yeah. I was at it. I was out at five twenty eight last week, and well, I was out there, whatever doing back to back meetings kind of thing or whatever. Uh, I mean, it was Stretch Lab then. Okay. Stretch Lab. That sounds little, fun. Little tease for the future. And as I was out there with they, um, there were just people coming in with like, like literally like two armfuls. Yeah. I'm not talking like carrying one bag like Santa Claus style over the shoulder. Right. I'm talking like. Oh, we got the things. Yeah, like truckloads. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. So as I'm packing it up to leave, because I got to throw it in the bed of the truck, I'm like, I have what, what, how would you describe my truck? A regular size truck? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm already sure. here. I'll get the things. It was full. Yeah. I had a full truck of things. Well, That's I impressive. mean, you know, Kim has a van, right? Sure. And so, I mean, last Two time. counting me. Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I'll um, take a minute off. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, you made me lose my train of thought now. <laughs> so, oh, so so last so the the last time you guys were here, we filled up um, Kim's van. The we filled up her whole floor van. to ceiling. Wow. Yep. Yeah, no rear view mirror. Nope. We had to put her seats down. Yeah. Pumpkin spices. Great. Pumpkin spices back. What's up? 
Here we go. <laughs> oh. PSL. That's pump, the, the old PSL. PSL what? Pumpkin spice latte. Come on. Come on, Fred. Come on. I was, Come it, on. You're, you're better. You're better than that. In my head, I was going like professional server's license. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like personal seat location. No, everyone knows PSLs, pumpkin spice latte. Okay, so that's tis the season. Okay, and and everything's cold. It looks like there's no. You cannot get it hot. You can only get cold. You drinks. can you can get it hot, but okay. I think it's better iced. I drink ice drinks all year round. You can get it lukewarm too, but I would recommend either hot or cold. Yeah, we call it sip ready. Okay. So right, you, it's a thing. Like a room tempy boy? Yeah. Oh, man. Usually it's like the old ladies. Hey, you know? Albuquerque, in case you forgot, let me give you the rules again. Okay. Any New Mexico Pinonio location, you bring mm-hmm. newer, gently used clothes for Locker 505. We'll give you 10% off your order, whether it's coffee or beans or merch or whatever you can they get. They got hydro flasks. You got hy- yeah. brand new laser etched hydro flasks. There you go. Yeah. Got some new mugs. If you bring a donation and make a social media post and tag Locker 505 and New Mexico Pinion Coffee, that's 24. And if you come by here, which we are at the 4th Street location right now, and make a donation, the boys will just give you coffee. We will hand you coffee. I will give you Physically coffee. put coffee. coffee. If you come down Bags. To, to the intersection of 4th Street and Douglas MacArthur. It's not where we are, and but then close. and Montano, peeps. Luckily, there's a big, handsome sign outside that says New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Because <laughs> Fred's going to get you lost. And then you are in and you are the thing. Anything we missed, Christina? Anything you need the friends of the show to know about New Mexico Pinion Coffee? Oh, just we're super happy to be here. Um, yeah, come get a pumpkin spice latte. Same. You going to the baseball game with us tonight? Sure. That'll be fun. Do they catch it? Do they catch my wink? Flacker 505 at the Isotopes Park. I mean, we're just going to shoot over there. You can just say no. It's better better radio to thwart us. Also, uh, I thought you were in on that group text, so I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. We'll just. uh, It happens. uh, We'll go to commercial break. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Are you AM? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show is up next at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The The Sports Sports Animal. Animal. Make this louder, Michael. Oh, no. Oh, no. Looks to me like all opinion coffee is breaking it down right here. Okay. Let's get weird. This is probably my favorite intro song so far. Yes. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm in this life. Earmark this one, would you, Mikey? Okay, so it's Thursday, September 15th. Okay. Okay. The Ides of September, as they say. Also, we're live on Comcast Channel 26. Tune in to us. Um... A mysterious hand just brought you a coffee from off screen. Yeah, I'll go grab it. So there you go. Okay, so it's September. Do you know what that means? Thursday, September the (laughs) fifteenth. Which, hey, by the way, if it's payday, congratulations. I I I hope it's a payday for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm about that. Don't feel bad. I get the T days mixed up sometimes too. Whenever two thir, two thir. I was sitting in the I was sitting in the Comcast Channel schedule over for us this morning over to Comcast Channel twenty six and Studio five nineteen, 
And I was sending it over, and I was like, hey, you know, you know, there's Monday Night Football next week. We're only on for like an hour. There's Isotopes Tuesday. Day game on Wednesday. I was like, Thursday, you know, we got Isotopes Baseball, Thursday Night Football. Friday, uh, Isotopes are away. They're in Oklahoma City. Right. So it's like going to be an early game. So as I'm sending it over, I'm like, oh, we're actually going to be off a couple days. So I start typing out the thing, and I'm like, uh, M-T-T-F, and I'm like, if you leave out the W, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. MTTF is nothing. So then I was like, all right, well, I'll just abbreviate them. Mon, two, th- I was like, if I would have just typed up the words to start this whole thing. You would have skipped out I would have been this. done on all of this hours yeah. ago. So moving forward, or I'm no longer. you could have just said, only Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. Didn't think of that one, did Not you? Not very Smarty happy about pants. that one. So your boys are on, um, we're on discount next week, so. Really, just the one full show next Wednesday, and then oh, that is phenomenal. A bunch of preemptings. A bunch. Right, of I just had a sip of the vanilla matcha with coconut milk. All right, weird sentence. And that is phenomenal. Matcha's green tea adjacent. If you were to ask the friends of the show what your go-to drink is, they all would have said that weird stuff. Like wa- number one's water. Of drinks? Yeah. Yeah. Water easily is number one. Near the top. Yeah, I go water easily. Top. And then probably beer next. Okay. Yeah, beer is Which easily is primarily water. Over juice and milk. Yeah. You don't drink milk. I don't drink any milk. So because it's Thursday, September the 15th, that means either today one or two things happened, okay? okay. It means either there was another text message scandal with Brett Favre or Brett Favre retired again. Ooh. Which one do you think it is? Um, I'm going he did something stupid because of history. Brett Favre, who is a, at best, suspect human being, and for real, a terrible human being. How do you feel, having now recently learned this about your childhood hero, Warren Moon, and your adult hero, Brett Favre, that all of your heroes are terrible human beings. Well, you know, any kind of unwanted advances against women, I am highly against. Mm-hmm. But this Mississippi stuff, brother, let me tell you. Yeah. That's just a man trying to help his community. Nope, nope, Just nope. trying to help his community. Hey, did he take all that, did he take all that uh, social security money? It's not what the word is. put it right into his pocket? Yes. No. Okay. He tried to build a volleyball gym uh-huh. at his alma mater. I want to make sure. He didn't have any greedy purposes at all. Brett Favre is the hero in this story. I want to make sure I have exact understanding of this. And, I'm again, we're in the very infancy of this segment, so I'm not sure if this is radio bit van okay. or if this is van. Okay. But you are saying you are pro legend of the football game stealing welfare money. Correct. For personal gain. Uh, well, personal gain, that's your words, not mine. Okay. The hero of Mississippi, Brett Favre. Mississippi, who historically is yeah. underfunded as a state and is currently going through the worst water crisis in the entire country. I want to make sure I understand that you think $5 million should go towards the Favre single-purpose volleyball center and, I don't know, a handful of Voight volleyballs. Okay, well... I don't know how much you hate student-athletes all of a sudden, but I think these young Mississippian student-athletes deserve a nice place to hone their craft. And, hey, 
what Brett Favre is really doing, he's keeping these young Mississippianos, Mississippiites. Mississippians, everyone knows. Mississips. I don't think you're right. What he's doing, he's keeping these kids off the street. Brett Favre is the good guy in this situation. He is reallocating these funds to an appropriate place so all these kids can play volleyball and get a proper education at the, the college that he attended. This is a great story. This should be uplifted. This should be number one positive story on the Internet right now. Text messages show former Mississippi governor and others helped Brett Favre secure at least five mil and state's welfare funds to build a new volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, where, coincidentally, Brett Favre's daughter plays volleyball. Oh, isn't that nice? He cares about all of Mississippi. He cares about student-athletes. And, of course, Mississippiano and family man Brett Favre is trying to take care of his family. Phil, that's, just, that's just good family values is what Brett Favre is showing right Phil now. Phil Bryant, who's the former governor of Mississippi, is under a long list of investigations for a lot of weird stuff. And when going through his text messages... Which, Hold on, first off. No relation to Kobe. To our knowledge. Okay. But no, no relation. And caught this thing up for Brett Favre's alma mater... Do you know how much federal funding the state of Mississippi receives? Uh, Every year? Yeah. I don't know. It's in the billions? The third most. The third most? So for every dollar paid in income tax in Mississippi. It's just like the NFL draft. They get the third most because they're the third worst. (laughs) 47.31% of state revenues come from federal funding, which is the seventh highest of all 50 states. Here's what I'm trying to say to you, my dude. Okay. Brett Favre. Well, how much is $5 million out of that budget? It's kind of like a drop in the bucket, right? A like drop in a bucket of clean like water that. would go a lot way, a long way right now in Mississippi as they're currently battling devastation to their water supply. Yeah. How's their education system? Better now that they're getting all the best volleyball players. Do you want to pivot this conversation to DeSantis, human trafficking immigrants across state lines all the way up to New York at the cost of $12 million and what that could have gone to as well? You want, you want to keep riding, keep riding this one using human suffrage as bargaining pieces? What do you mean? <laughs> the hero of the immigrants, Ron DeSantis? who got them into a much better zip code with mm-hmm. people who are and more Marcus apt Vineyard. to help them, yep. given these, these 50 immigrants a leg up on society. Brett Favre says, quote, is there any way the media can find out? This lady, Nancy New, who was kind of like handling the whole thing for the state, she's like, no, we never had that information publicized. Brett Favre's like, cool, thanks. Nancy's like, oh, my God, let's talk about Brian's hat. <laughs> First of all, what? And then... <laughs> I think it's called Brian's Song, nice. not Brian's Hat. And then they go on to just cut it up about how ignorant these individuals' hats look after they siphoned $5 million from public entitlement programs. Which is nothing. What do you say the whole budget was? The whole budget like $25 billion? If we're having that number, approximately, in just playing salary alone, Brett Favre earned in... Excess of $137 million as a player, not to count how his Wrangler butt drove girls nuts mm-hmm. for all those years. In those weeks.
upper magnetic bracelets. Tommy John stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not Tommy Copper. Tommy Copper Tommy sleeves. Yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. It's cowardly. It's low. And Brett Favre to me is, because this is not the first one, if you remember, he took public speaking endorsements as well, never did them. Because of COVID. Mm. He doesn't want to go out and give people COVID. Fred, have a heart. There's a pandemic going on. Anna Wolf of Mississippi Today, who broke the story. Because um, you know where Mississippi is. I'm aware. Be real careful. Mm-hmm. That place is out there. Also, I know a little bit about Southern Miss. They're not necessarily drawing everyone from Mississippi. Mississippi is not going to college at a high enough percents. And if you could put any amount of money into programs funding betterment for publicly funded elementary, and then secondary level education. Could you get individuals from your community to strive to that level? Yes. Am I saying $5 million is the number that will do that in totality? No. Am I saying the governor wanted to look cool with what I would argue is probably the second most famous person to ever come out of Mississippi? Who's first? John Lee Hooker? I don't know, witch doctor or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, look, Brett Favre is a man of the people. He's a hero. When he was on the Packers, he got hooked on pain pills just so he could go out on the field and entertain the populace. That's hero stuff, Fred. Is Brett Favre the most... Apparently he has a very good-looking phallus, and he just wanted to share it with the world unsolicited over cellular waves. That's That's a nice guy, if you ask me. He took... He reallocated this wasteful spending of Mississippi... And tried to build a volleyball arena to improve the lives of student-athletes. This man's a hero, what you're describing. Is Brett Favre the most famous person you know of that you have no interest of ever meeting? He's up there. He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, I thought of a few immediately. Obvious but, uh, ones. He's up there. And even the ones above him, like Donald Trump. Yeah. I just have a lot of oh, questions. I was, just, I was just thinking about sports. Oh, okay. I'm thinking yeah. about, like, fame. Yeah. Like, levels of fame. Because there's a lot of people I think are terrible, and I just want to ask questions to. Sure. Brett Favre, I don't need to know anything from Brett Favre. I know all about Brett Favre. I've never met Brett Favre. I've met Brett Favre a hundred times. Ask Larry Barker. He knows a ton of Brett Favres around the state. Got Kim Kershen sitting here right next to us. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The animal. The Jim Rome Show. I mean, I love the game, but I don't play the game. Weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, we're back on the program, which is great. Uh, there's a butt coming. Kim Kershaw's here with us from Locker 505. Hey. Hey, guys. Kim, Lady. Kim hey, Kershaw. Who joins us once a week on behalf of New Mexico Pinion on Coffee? Thank you so very much today, providing this opportunity to you. Yes. So and coffee and coffee. I got pumpkin spice the minute I walked in. A pumpkin spice latte. PSL. A little, a little PSL. PSL. A little PSL. A little PSL. Huh? That's, Looked forward to it all day long. 
Okay, I like that. I like everything about that. Pacific Soccer League. So this is your slow time of year, and Locker 505's really just got their feet kicked up, and you're not helping anyone? Oh, I wish I could say that, Fred. Um, We are crazy busy. Our shelves are emptying like you would not believe. It is insane. What's Pinyon's problem? They're not giving you enough stuff? Um, They are doing their best. I have to tell you, the Pinyon, uh, New Mexico Pinyon um, customers and your listeners have been a godsend to us because if it weren't for them, we would really be in trouble, Mm -hmm. I will tell you. And the donations, the quality is fabulous. Good. I mean, stuff we can use. Any Patagonia? I'm a big Patagonia guy now. I heard that. That that was your new thing. That's my new thing. They're uh, giving back. They they give the whole company to a trust fan. They gave away a $3 billion company. To help combat global warming. Wow. Well, climate change. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you use layman's terms. Yeah. I use facts. So, yeah. So, um, no, I haven't seen any Patagonia, but we have had it in the past. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have gotten it. I haven't seen any recently, but, um, you know, our kids like those name brands and stuff as well. So we always love getting getting those. Um, but we, I was telling you guys before we were, got on the air, um, last year, the whole semester going from August to December, we had about 1,600 referrals. Pretty good. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. Okay, we have... Beat that in only six weeks. Oh my! Sixteen oh one. Sixteen thirty seven. Ooh, okay. and counting. So and counting. Water, really. counting. And counting. Blew out of the water. Um, we've seen about seven hundred kids already. So we're seeing a little over a hundred kids a week, um, and they just keep coming. Um, and that's what we're there for. Obviously, we want to want to be there for these kids. Um, I will tell you, um, these kids are very appreciative. Um, it's it's a delight to work with them. Um, we're actually working all day Saturday um, to try to catch up. We typically don't work on Saturdays, but uh, kids this Saturday, we have a very full schedule. We're going to see about six kids on Saturday. How do the sports shirts go? How do the UNM shirts go? How oh do the my team gosh. shirts go? Lobos, isotopes, um, Huggies, um, flight. Which is fine. Flight it's is okay. Fine. No El Paso stuff, though. You don't even no. live in the building. No. No, smart. no. No, no. no, no. Save stuff. it. Save it. We'll have a shirt burning session. Oh, That's okay. Yeah. Very okay. smart. Yeah. Um, we've gotten a few United things, yeah. and those go very quickly. Um, would love to have more United wear, but I think it's new enough. People haven't aren't call. replenishing. Let me, hey, let me make a call over there. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'll call a guy. Yeah. So we're not getting much of that. But when it does come in, it goes very quickly. The kids love it. They want to be like everybody else. And a lot of these kids are athletes in themselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a place here in town called the Shoebox um, that donates cleats to us from time to time. Ooh. You know, when they get, like, somebody gets them, they don't fit. Sure. They can't resell them. Well, they give them to us. Aww. And so then we can give them to the kids. So we have cleats out there a lot for the kids, both football cleats, baseball cleats, soccer cleats, um, and stuff. And we love when the kids come in and they are just delighted to get a pair of pair of cleats and stuff. So what's what's the item of need right now? Since you're being so fastly diminished with all these new referrals. So uh, you're you're going to laugh at this, but we cannot find size seven men's tennis shoes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Literally all right. size seven and. Um, small, medium, and large sweats. The kids, ever since um, COVID, they want sweats, and we cannot keep them in stock. Ah, COVID made these kids lazy. They huh? did. Saying, well, they know. found out how comfortable sweats can be yeah. and leggings, and so we cannot keep them on the shelves. Also, you need to tell these little busters to put on some slacks and a button point. up. Yeah. I tell you. never get a real job. <laughs> it is crazy to me how 
COVID made like Champion cool again. Yeah. Because Champion yeah. is a crappy brand and it's super cheap, mm-hmm. but you can still buy it. Like, but now because like crappy is chic, it's crappy chic is what I'm going to call it. I'll give you a little behind the scenes info on that. Fred. Oh, okay. The Hype Beast Clothing Company Supreme Boo-boo. Supreme bought out Champion. That's why it's cool again. Because Supreme oh, owns Champion. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So it's, I can't get it at the Kmart anymore? Nope. You cannot get it at Kmart anymore. <laughs> can't even Sorry, find Fred. a Kmart anymore. Uh, Kim, you were at the Isotopes game tonight with I your am. crew. Is the Isotopes afforded I you a, uh, a night out at the ballpark? Or? They and PNM are. PNM yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So right. we're really How excited, nice. and it's going to be a nice change for my staff who's been working their fannies off um, seeing these kids. And again, thank you to the public. Thank you to New Mexico Pinion for allowing us on. And of course, as always, you guys are always wonderful to L- us. Lastly, lastly, if you cannot make a donation to Pin Loan Location, you do take monetary donations. Absolutely. And you can go to our website and do it very easily. Locker505.org. Kim, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Nice to see you. Thanks, Kim. Coach, oh, you. Coach G, whenever we get back, two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Now, now betting, betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, on. Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Live from Mexico, Pinion Coffee on Forest Street. Big thank you to Kim Kirshen, who just joined us, who broke the news that they, in six weeks this year, have seen as many referrals as they saw the entire first semester of last year. That's so they sweet. are, yeah, they're going through the roof over there. I'm busy and giving back to the community and taking a couple warm up reps with us before Lobo Talk tonight. Live from Salt Yard East is head coach of your New Mexico Lobos, Danny Gonzalez. Danny, how are you? Doing great, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, brother. We're excited to have you on. It's a big night for Lobo's fan as returning to KKOB this night is Lobo Talk with the aforementioned you. You excited for the return of a pretty important program? Oh, it's a great program. I mean, we're, uh, we're out at Salt Yard East, which is just off of San Mateo and Osuna. Um, there's a lot of things for the kids to do. There's a lot of things for adults to do. Come on out and listen to us talk about the recap of last week's game and getting ready to play UTEP on Saturday night and all the great festivities that we've got going on. I mean, it'll be a great time, so come on out. Coach, before we talk about the product on the field, let's talk about honoring some of the greatest teams in Lobo history on Saturday. What does this mean to the program? What does it mean to the city? Well, you know, I'm a big um, history buff for our program, and I like our kids to know exactly what, happened and what transpired within the university's football program to give them what they've got today and being able to honor the 1962 WAC championship team which was the first WAC championship team in our program's history now we won a a conference championship in 1938 it was the border um, but then they moved on to the WAC in 1962 and it was the inaugural season of the WAC we ended up winning the championship 62 63 and 64 and some Lobo greats like Bobby Santiago, Jim Cromartie, Jim Ottman, all those guys were on that team, and they're they're still around. I mean, they're in their 80s, which is awesome. Uh-huh. I've gotten the opportunity to know Bobby and his wife and Jim Cromartie and, and being able to spend time with those guys and having the opportunity to honor them is even better. 
And then the 1982 team, which is the only 10-win team in the program's history, uh, they got screwed out of a bowl game that year. I mean, both New Mexico and Tulsa beat Air Force that season. Air Force got to go to a bowl game. There were only 16 at that time. And New Mexico and Tulsa got left home. Well, they played a mock bowl game called the Justice Bowl that <clears throat> in Albuquerque we won and in Tulsa they won. And then the 1997 team uh, was – Dennis Francione's team that he built from the time he got here to 92, and he kind of laid the groundwork for what Coach Long would take over and, and continue to build one of the great times of Lobo football, the, the winningest era of Lobo football from 2000 to 2008. So giving an opportunity to honor those guys, a 60-year anniversary, a 40-year anniversary, and a 25-year anniversary against a great rivalry that started back in 1919 is just an awesome night. Everyone was out in support this past weekend as you took on Boise State. Tough L for the boys at home, but it was the student body, and it was kind of everyone in Albuquerque. What was so interesting to me, Coach, was there was isotopes that night. There was state fair that night. There was high school football that night, but still was the effort made, and I think it was it was just kissing 20,000 as far as fans in attendance. Uh, how has that felt on the field, Coach? How has the support of the community felt by you and the players? You know, I thought that the crowd was awesome on Friday night. I mean, it was obviously, like you said, there was a lot of things we were going up against, and the expectation of winning is not 100% there yet. So I think there was a lot of people that showed up with, with faith and believing in what we're doing. I thought the north end zone and the student section was absolutely outstanding. Our west sideline, our season ticket holders have been awesome, I mean, this whole season. So I thought they did a great job. I thought in the third quarter we, we caused Boise to jump off sides twice when the ball was down there in the north end zone, which was awesome. So, I mean, we're, we're making progress in that area. Uh, I mean, the, the way to fix it is to win more football games. And, I mean, I've been a part of it, and I know it. So that's the, that's the task at hand, and we have a great opportunity to get started with that again on Saturday night. Coach, what did you learn about your team last Saturday? What stood out? What, what's Friday. something that the boys uh, – excuse me, Friday. What's something that the boys showed you that you didn't know before? You know, I, I think we're a lot closer than, than a lot of people think of being a good football team. Now, we're not a good football team yet. We play extremely hard. And I thought our kids, uh, it's the first time since I've been back that we went into a game against a perceived better opponent, and they played. They made more plays than us to win the football game. But our kids had the expectation to win. And I thought after the, after the game in the locker room, at a football team that was – Extremely disappointed. I thought they, they felt like they got punched in the gut and, and were kind of didn't know how to respond, which is not a bad thing because when you expect to win, it should hurt like heck when you lose. And I think, they, uh, I think they're kind of starting to understand, you know what, you have to put everything you have into every opportunity to have the chance to win. And I think they did that. Now, I think Boise, obviously, you have to give them credit because they made more plays than we did. I mean, they had the two plays. Early on in the in the game, the two long balls that gave them an opportunity to get in the end zone, and our two long balls we didn't complete. Uh, I thought they they made we made a couple of mistakes, both on offense and defense, that that gave them opportunities to score. And I think at halftime when the score was 10-0, uh, it was the exact game that we expected it to be, and we were still had a great chance to win. I think uh, we played really hard, and then when we got that punt blocked uh, in the third quarter. I thought it kind of took the wind out of our sails, which was the biggest disappointment of me to the, on the whole night because, you know what, ups and downs are going to happen, and, and how you respond from them is the, the tale of a really good team. I mean, if we would have just responded from that block punt and kept playing, I mean, 
you can make a play, you can get back in the game with a with a score on defense or block a punt yourself. So we've still got some growing to do in that aspect, but we made progress. We had a chance uh, early on in the game. We just didn't finish it off. Quickly, you have to pivot to UTEP, and and they they got one last week. I mean, they beat New Mexico State, and that's not one I predicted. I I did not necessarily think, and it was in my opinion a lot related to the run game. Is that what you're seeing as well, Coach? There from UTEP, is it shut down the run, and and the Lobos got a chance to to pull out a W here? You know, they they uh, that's what they want to do. Dana Demel's been there a year longer than me. That we have very similar philosophies. I mean, they want to be physical. On offense, they want to they want to be really physical and play good defense. And in the first couple games, they played North Texas and Oklahoma, who are good football teams. They got behind, so they had to get in their ten personnel packages and try and throw it all over the park to to get back in the game. I think who they want to be is what they were against New Mexico State, where they lined up in two backs and a tight end, or two tight ends and one back, and try and pound the ball down your throat. And they stayed in that for the majority of the game, and they were able to to squeak out the end. The game at the end there when New Mexico State fumbled on their last series trying to go in to score and tie it up. So it was a great football game. Uh, same philosophies. And one team's going to beat the other team into submission, and I hope it's our guys. But what, what kind of matchup problems do you see posed for you guys as opposed to what you saw last week? To me, it seems like a good matchup for the defense, obviously. But what does your offense have to do to- you know, we, we have to stick to the plan of and, – and it's not it's no fault of our guys or coaches. It wasn't a schematic thing. We've got to get in the point where every play does not have to be a home run. Every play does not have to be a big 80-yard touchdown. I think some of our guys – I mean, Nate Jones is, is pressing a little bit. Luke Weissong at times presses a little bit. I mean, they want so bad for every play to be an electrifying 80-yard touchdown, 50-yard touchdown instead of – Sometimes you just run the ball up the gut, and you're going to get one or two yards. You're going to get three yards, and then as you keep pounding on them and beating on them, those three- and four-yard runs become six and seven, and then all of a sudden, I mean, Dontrell was was famous for this. I mean, the, early on in the game, he'd make a couple guys miss in the backfield, and then he'd get one or two, three yards. And by the fourth quarter, those are all of a sudden 20-yard shots, 30-yard shots, and then you break a 60-yard touchdown in. I think we just have to, with some, some continued experience, just continue playing down the path of, you know what, run the play the way it's designed. Sooner or later, they're going to give in and it's going to work. And I thought we pressed a little bit early on in that game. And, and then you create, you get behind the chains, and, and it's hard to come back from those things, especially when you're playing an opponent that has a really good pass rush. So if we stick to the plan, uh, we'll have a lot greater chance of being successful. If this was baseball, the analogy I would use is UTEP thinks you're the New York Yankees. But I guess I'm going to use the Dallas Cowboys here, right? So UTEP thinks you're the Dallas Cowboys, Coach. They're going to give you their best effort. They're going to they're going to pull things out that they definitely have not pulled out in these first three games of the season. Like, what is the level of awareness with you and the coaching staff? And what it, how do you express that ideal to the players that you're not just playing another squad. You're playing a squad who's playing their biggest game of the year. You know, I think it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be very hard. Uh, one, this is a great rivalry that, um, hasn't been played a ton lately. Uh, we were in the same league for a long time. Like I talked about in 1962 when they started the WAC, we were WAC companions together when they joined a couple years later. Um, we've been playing this rivalry back and forth since 1919. Uh, we have a 43, 33, and 3 edge in the rivalry. 
but UCF's won the last two, including the game last year down in El Paso. Um, we were up 13-3 to three at half. I think our boys got complacent. They thought it was going to be easy, just like they, the success they had in the first half, and we were going to just continue because that's the way the game is going, and, and UTEP came out and hit us in the mouth. And so our boys are, are, are ready. Um, there's a little bit of uh, vested interest in trying to make up for what we did in the second half last year. So I don't think there's going to be any problem getting them excited to play. Christian Washington named Mountain West Freshman of the Week this past week. Who do you see stepping up? Maybe Lobo fan didn't see coming, just like Christian last week. Well, you know, Christian is, uh, I mean, I said it in the preseason, the young man is just flat-out fast. I mean, he's a 10-400-meter guy. Uh, I think he, the kickoff return that he had, that was for 100 yards. He had one that was for over 30 yards. I mean, that's that's one of those deals that uh, the kickoff guy, I mean, if you've ever seen that movie Days of Thunder, where Tom Cruise is a NASCAR driver and he's, he's coming around the corner and they're telling him, just hit the gas, man, and go through the smoke. That's what it's like being a kickoff returner because oftentimes that hole is not there. You've got to run full speed through. And, and every once in a while, more times often than not, you're going to run straight into a brick wall and you have to be willing to take that chance. And Christian did that on Friday night and all of a sudden that thing split and all of a sudden the smoke's gone and that dude's so fast that other they just can't catch him. So... Expect some more out of him. I think we can find ways to get him the ball on offense also. Uh, Jamar Sanders, another freshman. Um, we recruited him as a quarterback. We've been playing him at wide receiver and slot. That's my he's guy got some right there. Serious explosiveness, too. And uh, he's going to have some opportunities on Saturday night to, to show that. And hopefully uh, it'll look like Christian. Head out to Salt Yard East for a Lobo Talk tonight, 505-243-3333. If you want to reach out to that program, as Coach Gonzalez will be previewing the one this evening. Also, fireworks this weekend, Van. I don't know if you know, but now I'm letting you know that fireworks after the game against UTEP. It's at University Stadium, 6P kickoff. You can catch that on My50TV, obviously the broadcast on KKOB. And uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a beautiful, like, 80 degrees. It's going to be a lovely night, Van, for football. Amazing time of the year in Albuquerque. Anything we missed? No, I mean, you you talked about that fireworks show is going to be outstanding. It's going to be a nine-minute fireworks show. They're going to shut the lights off in the stadium. So if you're going to get out of there, you better get out of there quick because it's going to be dark. They're going to be playing music and, and videos on the Jumbotron as the fireworks are going. And hopefully that's just a continued uh, display of fireworks that will be going off all night in our stadium. So we're excited to have that opportunity. It's going to be a great night. We're honoring the, the past and tradition of Lobo football. Uh, we're going to try and honor them with the way we play the game on Saturday and then a big fireworks show. So uh, you guys enjoy the rest of uh, Pinion Coffee down there. I mean, literally, you're about a rock-throwing distance from my house, which is awesome. Uh, love the support that you give them and all you guys do for our community. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on, on Saturday night. Go Lobos. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Well, you know, bows help bows, man. You know it. Bows help bows. That's what it's about. Step away for a second. Where we come back, I'm going to try to talk Brad King and to come on the program. He just walked in here. So we'll talk <laughs> to Brad King when we go back. Two minutes on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports, Sports Authority, Authority. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports, Sports Animal. Go along. The Los Angeles Superchargers will play the Kansas City Chiefs tonight on Thursday night football in Kansas City. Joining us to talk about it, 
who's, I mean, not a self-proclaimed NFL expert, but a friend of the show, Brad King of King Mobile Music. Welcome Yo. back, Brad. It's nice Our, to be here. Thank you, brother. Went to your birthday party the other night. Pretty good. Thanks for having me. I was glad you came. There we go. So it's Amazon's first ever, boys, yeah. NFL broadcast. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to hype it up? Are you going to add a little something special? Like, these are a lot of parties, Brad. Like, what do you do to add pizzazz to, like, an inaugural? Mm, gosh. I always let, add lights. <laughs> <laughs> I always add lights. Yeah, fog machine, boys. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that says, do you know, if Brad King is going to do something, he, it's always spectacular, but he he always just says lights. That's, Brings that's lights. Good. Well, the NFL set him up for success as they gave him two Super Bowl contenders, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a good and, start. And a divisional game. And, yeah, I think something real neat's got to be done, though, because, like, this is a – you have to have Amazon Prime. you got to be in this way. We were talking about the one last week and how they still put it over TV and kind of greased it a little bit. But this is like – this one's got to feel like a club. This one's got to feel exclusive. Well, they got Pat McAfee. That's a good start. Good get. That is a good start. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's a good get. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So I don't know how you can top that. Free shipping? I don't know. Could, <laughs> Sorry, that's actually not the worst idea <laughs> of all time. Uh, this is kind of like, to me, though, let's say you're like Howie Sports Page, or let's say you're you're wherever around town. Because I'm over here like, well, everyone's got Amazon Prime. Everyone should have access. I guess that's not true, though. Is there? Are there people that don't? No. I don't know. I could share an account. I think my wife has one, and I have one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> my wife is always like... Why do we have two? And she's she's right. Why do we have two? I have vans, yeah. so I think that's similar. Well, yeah. You're mooching. This, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we call it a co-op. We're in a co-op. <laughs> yeah, we're in a co-op. We got a bunch of them. Viewers will get real-time access to what the NFL calls next-gen stats, which is um, this is like the thing that Tony Romo used to cheat off of all the time to predict plays, and everyone thought he was so smart. Yeah. like Actually, he's just cheating. He's just cheating. Amazon Web Services was just telling him what to say like a robot puppet how do you feel about that I, it's smart on his point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone at home now it's like and that's so you have to have what you're gonna have to have like your and i don't know how you get amazon to your tv I, however you make that happen I, we're living in the future but then what you're gonna have like an ipad with next gen stats and then is there also like a manning cast i don't know is that going on as well there's do you oversaturate like how you absorb football to where you're not actually even absorbing football yeah, well, if they have a Manning cast, who would it be is the question. Like the Rock and Kevin Hart. Like, what? how do you outdo the Manning Monday Night Football? Brad, they said they're doing an X-ray feature. An X-ray? On an the broadcast. X-ray feature. I don't know. What does that, it have any, what does that even does, mean? Does it tell any anything about what that means? It's, like, can you look through people or? Did they? Did, were they going to do something X-rated and quit spelling it? This, this <laughs> is just they said. Oh wait, no X-ray. Is X-ray Terminator or is X-ray Predator? Is oh wait, X Pre Predator could do them all. Uh, his his was uh, infrared. Infrared. So X-ray yeah. is Terminator. Predator was thermal. Yes, that yeah. is correct. So uh, the X-ray feature, if I'm not mistaken, yes. But think about it. It's like when you're watching a movie on Prime, you press pause and it'll tell you exactly who's on the screen. Oh, like what actor is there? Okay, you know? okay. Right. So like if it's The Rock and Kevin Hart, you don't know who they are. Look at the bra the big brain on Brad. <laughs> well done, well done. Pulse Fiction reference not, there. Not X-ray. Like, oh my God, Pat McAfee has a 
undisclosed femur fracture. Yes, no, that's not probably like, what it is. Not like that x-ray. <laughs> Carissa Thompson, uh, former NFL players Richard Sherman, Tony Gonzalez, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, on the pregame, halftime, and postgame analysis. Uh, obviously, Al Michaels will be up in the booth with Kurt Herbstreak, and they were talking about uh, Pat McAfee's contributing as well. I mean, this this should, in theory, be the highest-rated thing all year, right? Uh, I don't know how Amazon pulled it off. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> but they got all the good games. Like, if you look at the NFL schedule, almost all matchups of the week, they're all the Thursday night games. And you would think the good teams want to save their competitive games against division rivals, conference rivals, you know, other Super Bowl contenders. You think you'd want to save those for Sunday night, Monday, where you get more rest and you're the only game on. But here we are, second week of the year, and Amazon is kicking it off with Chiefs and Chargers. That's a crazy good get. Did you guys see the commercials where players are throwing around a specifically like new shaped ball? Did you see this? Yes. So it's not all right, so Brad, so it's not a football like you traditionally think of a professional right. football. It it looks more like a like an in the pool underwater torne- tornado. One of a torpedo. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like one of the. So, anyways, and there's like NFL players throwing it 100 yards, like effortlessly. And then uh, today, Amazon was like, "Hey, we fooled you. We're actually just going to use the regular ball." <laughs> well, beat and switch. I uh, didn't fall for it. I'm sorry you did, brother. <laughs> fell right away. <laughs> Brad, you've hyped a lot of first time events, obviously in your career. Uh, you do that. You put in the you put in the big tees and just rip it away last minute. You're the guy that that bills real high, pulls it out. Man, I, I leave, leave everything to the last minute. <laughs> I, I, uh, I thrive on pressure for some reason. Okay. So it's like, I don't know. Give me previews, boys. We got the Chargers at the Chiefs tonight, the best quarterback in the AFC versus the worst quarterback in the AFC. How bad do you have Justin Herbert putting it on Pat Mahomes and that loser home team Chiefs? Well, I got to stick with my preseason prediction, prediction that the Chiefs – Hardest schedule in the NFL will be their downfall, and it starts tonight. Chargers eke out a close one on the road in Kansas City, and they do it without their best wide receiver, Keenan Allen. You talking like special teams eke it out? You talking like kicks like come through? Last minute, pull it out. All right. Yeah. Brad, where's your where's your heart lie in this one? I don't know. I Chiefs are at home, right? Yeah, that's a big one. Got Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Correct. So, some say he's good. I, I I think he's all right. Um, I would I would have to say, Chargers, not Chargers, uh, Chiefs by around two two touchdowns. Ooh, Ooh, okay, so going spanking. away with it. Third, hope. Uh, of course, I have no. I have not paid attention to football at all. In fact, I've been so busy with well, with, really with doing won. events. Yeah. I haven't used any of my season tickets to go see the Lobos play. Okay, I've been too busy. You know, you were just talking to the yeah. Coach this and, Saturday's the night. This. Saturday, I actually might get to go. That would be the one. So. Well, and also, they just let you like down on the field anytime you want, right? Like, your name's all over buildings and stuff. They, they used to. They, <laughs> not, <laughs> they not the way. used to. Okay, off air, I want to hear the story how you got those privileges taken yes, away. That's oh, what, yeah, you, you don't want to hear that story. What, it's ugly. The, uh, well, that's the thing about having privilege. What's it worth if you don't use it? Sure. Uh, the Chiefs have won 13 of the last 16 against the Chargers. Ooh. That includes that wild card game that was an arrowhead. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Whoever does pull it out, boys, this is like the defining one, and it's so very early in the season. Um, and also, I guess it's defining both ways, too, though, because now you're always looking one, up one, and you don't have it in the pocket. 
And, right. that, and that to me is uh, you're, whoever loses this one's playing for a wild card. But I'm taking the Chargers on the road because I just I can't pick the Chiefs to win a single game, even though they're winning, you know, by multiple scores and their quarterbacks throwing five touchdowns to joke defense against joke defenses. There's not a joke defense in Los Angeles. The whole West is fantastic. They got a good chance of the whole frigging division making it in to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to do it, they're going to have to beat up each other and then beat up, really beat up the rest of the conference, and everyone goes in double-digit winners. So there's going to be a lot of splits in the West, and I see this as being one of them. So maybe the Chargers sneak one at home, or maybe the Chargers win the next one when they're at home. But, hey, in the on-deck circles, Robert Buck D. Gibson, yeah. and I want to see him happy tomorrow, and I want to see him happy this weekend. So go Bolts. Brad, do you do any fantasy stuff? you do like a pick or anything? No, no. That's, so I have mine up currently in front of us, and who do I got right there, Van? You got the bolts. I got the bolts on the road, and yeah, according baby. to CBS, uh, only ten percent of the nation agrees with me. Okay, so I'm going heavy upset. Brad had the Chiefs at home uh, going away. He said, "And Van, you're with me." I'm with you, baby. I'm gonna have to see your pick. I'm to believe that. Brad King of King Mobile Music. What do you got coming up, my bro, my dude? Well, the, the neatest thing I got coming up is this Sunday morning in the at the butt crack of dong. Okay. Uh, we are doing the Samson Challenge uh, up at the uh, JCC. Okay. Which is a really neat thing. It's uh, we we go we do sound we host it and things like that. But it's a it's a CrossFit race. Ooh. Uh, you start off by doing a row machine, then you flip tires. You do all these different things, and it is brutal. If you have a chance to come up, and, and I think it starts around eight or nine in the morning. Oh, that's not so bad. Uh, we oh, got to set up though too. Uh, yeah. I, I you just don't set show up. Lights. I, I've got to set up. Got to have all the lights. Yeah, the lights at, at, <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning when it's perfectly bright out. It's well, just so. But yeah, we're doing that. It's a neat thing. I've, this is the third time I've uh, hosted that race. It is a neat, neat, really fun thing to watch. And then the the funnest thing is at the end they have a truck pull. They put. You know, they, there's a women's division, a men's division, what? and they take an F-150 or some truck that's about that size, and the women will pull it, and it, they have to pull it about 50, maybe 75 feet, and then they'll put like 10 or 15 kids in the back huh. of it for the men, and that thing is fun to watch. These people, they have a big rope, they're pulling, and they're they're pushing with their legs, they're pulling with their arms on the rope, you know, and it's like it, strongman it, stuff. Yeah, it is cool. It's a fun, fun event. That sounds super crazy. Stoked, Van. Can you still? You can still enter, Van. I believe. How far could you win in the women's division? Uh, if they take the engine out of the F one fifty, maybe. <laughs> Brad King, thank you so much. You bet. Whenever we get back, only forty five or thirty minutes of this program. Wait, are we to six fifteen? Michael, six fifteen. Forty five minutes of this program left. It's two minutes on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Take us with you anywhere. anywhere. Well, anywhere with cell service. Download the KNML app in the Google Play or iTunes App Store. Just search KNML. Live at Pinion Coffee. They close the doors in 25 minutes. We are here until 6.15, though. I mean, but the doors will be closed. I mean, you'd just be looking at us through the window, really. Was... Well, if... You have a donation, the Locker 505. We'll figure it I'll out. I'll open the door and let you in and give you free coffee. Speaking of donations, big thank you to a friend of the show, Hank, who just swung by. Yeah, dropped thanks, off. Hank. He dropped off, like, the nicest stuff. 
some brand new undies and socks. Yeah. And, a, and he was listening because he brought Kim a hoodie. A, asked, well, man. Kim asked for a hoodie. You need to stop that because it's a zuddy. A z- oh, did it have a zipper it's on it? It's a zuddy. I just saw the hood and yes, I stopped there. It was a zuddy. Much like when I go, drive through the south. I see a hood. Just, that's, just Nope. Why do you stop? To, Wait, what? To interact? I stop looking. So, oh, okay. Speaking of weirdos. So this cat's Sarver with Phoenix. So it's the Suns and it's the Mercury, and uh, he's the worst. But the NBA, kind of a little bit with their hands tied because, I mean, we talk about this all the time when it comes to owners of, of sports teams. Billionaires Club, right? Good old boys club? Sure. So not is the NBA able to completely remove Sarver, but... If there is a hope, Van, it's public outcry, and that has started at length. As I think LeBron James, for the at least the first time since he took his talents to South Bend, did he put out a tweet without any emojis? Nah, nice. That said, this ain't enough. This cat, this cat's got to go. And not often is there like a universal agreement that LeBron is right. Do you have the tweet in front of you? Feel free to read it. The but there was kind of only a supportive cry, and now not just his fan base, but fan bases for kind of all equality and the things are coming to life, and you're getting a little bit of a cancel movement here towards your boy Sarver. You know, if it's anything that's not China involved, you know LeBron is going to have a hot take on it, and he's almost overwhelmingly always correct on these situations. But um, I think he, he nailed it. That's my my first inclination when I heard about the story was look, it's just not enough. It's. I mean, they had they had all the information they need to make this worse. It's just position, prestige, and money that allowed this to happen. If if he was like a direct employee, if he was a player, like this this would be unacceptable. He'd be kicked out of the league forever. But no. LeBron says, and I have the tweet here in front of me, Van, read through the Sarver stories a few times now. i got to be honest. Our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. You all read the stories and decide for yourself. Excuse me, read and read are different. You all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. I love this league, and I deeply respect our leadership, but this isn't right. There's no place for misogyny, sexism, and racism in any workplace. Don't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values, and this ain't it. And ooh, we do I agree with, understand, and connect with LeBron James on this one because I will buy into the sentiment that the NBA does it best, better than anyone else when it comes to player involvement in the league, revenue share, obviously, and making sure that the pulse, not just of the players, but the fandom of the players, is communicated. I mean, LeBron James ripped apart the NBA's whole media push on this issue with two tweets. Yeah. It took LeBron James X amount of time to think about this statement, write this statement down, and hit send than it did for a year of the NBA's marketing department to think about how to appease the populace with this story. So go LeBron. You know, you had some really good people speak up about it. You know, Chris Paul was one of them. Dwayne Wade was one of them. A lot of like the, the, the figureheads of NBA of the last couple decades 
Like LeBron opened up the floodgates for everyone else to start speaking on it. And, yeah. that, and that's what a figure like LeBron needs to do, is if LeBron opens up the door for everyone else, then you run through it. Continued pressure from fans and players and, uh, you know, we're about to be that guy, NBA sponsors. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that's going to make a difference. Obviously, we're talking about money. Yeah, LeBron James. But Chris Paul came out and said a bunch of stuff publicly. But the second you get, I'm just going to name one that I know is affiliated with LeBron, Samsung. Mm -hmm. The second you get McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Universal, like any of these companies that that have such a Sprite, is obviously that's Coca-Cola, but any of these companies that are so prominent, Capital One, in the world of the NBA, to say, we're not in on this part. That's when you'll get change because these billionaire owners don't want to air the laundry that they also have in their closets and they're not going to show support of anything more severe as this because as we mentioned when first reporting and at least on this program last Tuesday, this is not a suspension, this is a vacation. Right. A year off, only 10 million. What's he worth? I mean, what's what's his what is the total net worth? Billions. Ten, ten million is a drop in the bucket. That's like me fining you $37, Fred. I have it. You got it, baby. I got $37. And a year off. Yeah. I just bought like, a Bluetooth mouse for my laptop. I know I have $37. I go, thanks for the year off, Van. Yeah. Oh, here's man. your $37. But here's the thing. You got to zoom in to a couple sensitivity trainings. Uh, do, how's how's the Wi-Fi in the Bahamas? Good on my yacht. <laughs> the Sush. When we get back, Josh Sush. We're tuning on live from the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend is for New Mexico's vodka. That's Teller Vodka. Also, every Monday, including this Monday, when it's a doubleheader Monday night football, we're live at Howie's Sports Page. 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys all night long as we'll be there. Uh, we'll be enjoying football, and we'll be enjoying fellowship. Yeah, we will. Those are the two big ones. We're in New Mexico Pinion Coffee up until about 6 o'clock tonight. It's the 4th Street location. Come make a donation to Locker 505, just like friend of the show Hank did. And we will, well, we'll hand you coffee is what we'll do. And then also you'll get 10% or 25% like Hank did whenever he took a photo with us for the social media. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The NFL is on the air tonight. And be back here tomorrow morning to arms your quarterback with us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the, the sports, sports animal. animal. Back on the program, back live at New Mexico Opinion on Coffee on 4th Street and the intersection of Douglas MacArthur, Van. We're on 4th and Mm-mm. Douglas MacArthur. We are on 4th Street, about a block south of Douglas MacArthur. Don't just don't just cruise around in circles in Douglas MacArthur. you got to go down a little bit. You'll see that beautiful red and yellow Opinion sign where you can, like multiple friends of the show have today, come in and make a donation to Locker 505. And we would be appreciative to you. We are trading coffee and selfies. Okay. Also discounts on your purchase at Pinion Coffee. Jasu, Sean, welcome to the program. When's the last time you had a Pinion Coffee, my friend? This morning. Uh, I have a whole bunch of it at my house. It's my 
go-to, I would say that I drink it about 95% of the time when I'm making coffee at home, and uh, including this morning. I love it. I love putting my nose in the, in the right, right in the packaging or whatever I put it in, and uh, that's my own personal COVID test. Um, and then when I smell it, it, may, it wakes me up, and it's delicious, and I know I don't have COVID, and then I brew some coffee and enjoy it. I was I was drinking some are of you, that. Are you a pot uh, guy? Are you a... Co- Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, so I was drinking some of that as I was so, reading this amazing story about Winston Bernard that was in The Athletic today. Did you guys see this? Oh, I did not. Let Ooh. me pull that up. While uh, Fred's pulling that up, are you, a, are you a pot guy? Are you a French press? Oh, I'm a pot. Keurig? I have both, but I don't have the yeah, patience same. for the French press. I'm, I just I want it now. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the uh, it just came to my attention that the athletic cost a dollar a month, and uh, yeah, Josh, I'm gonna go to in Is that's gonna be tough on the old budget? Hey, Josh, want to join the co-op? Yeah, we're in a co-op, Josh. Do you? Do you <laughs> what, need, do you, what do you want? Yeah, Netflix? What, what do Disney Plus? What do you need? Spotify. <laughs> I, I, I like this idea. I think that we need to, to get into the details about this. Not necessarily now, but I like this trading. Um, the owners of all of the uh, websites and streaming services right don't now. like this idea at all, but I like it. We, I mean, we're not saying it on air. Uh, Zach Neal's on the bump tonight. How do the boys look? Are they real tired after uh, 14 innings last night, a bunch of days over the course of a couple days, and it seems like you threw like 10 pitchers over the last 24 hours. Yeah, seriously, you know, um, I'm just looking out the field right now. The sun is shining on it, and I'm like, thank goodness, man. I mean, I really feel for... For our grounds crew, the amount of work that they've had to put in the last two days to constantly try and get the field ready. And you know what? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Yesterday, you got a doubleheader. We are 130-something games into the season. you got two weeks left. We know the isotopes are not going to the postseason. But their, their effort, their desire yesterday, like you can tell these guys love playing baseball. And, and that these guys were still giving it everything they had. And they sweep Oklahoma City 2 nothing and 4-3. to We started game one at 4.05. We had a rain delay during the first inning of game one. We had a rain delay between games of the doubleheader. We finally finished at 10.56. Coco Montes hits a walk-off double to end it. I mean, I, I just think it showed – I thought it was a really big character day that showed the character of the team – from top to bottom, and how much they care, and how much they want to get out there and perform and do their best, and um, you know, um, it was it was just really fun to see guys really get after it, even when there's quote nothing on the line. I was pretty impressed at the crowd hanging out for the doubleheader with the stop and start in the delay and the different start times. Literally heard the walk off screams and yells from my house downtown. I live a little bit south of downtown by the zoo. Not going to tell you exactly where because, you know, some of, our, some of our fans, Josh. Yes. But I was impressed in the turnout. Is this what it's been like towards the end of the year? Yeah, you know, well, thank you for saying that, and I totally agree. I remember when, when we were getting ready to start game two, and, uh, you know, they take the tarp off the field, and they heard a bunch of people, and, and they were cheering really loud as the – it was everyone was taking the tarp off the field. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, and then the game starts. I remember looking around going, oh, my goodness, I am pleasantly surprised at the number of people who were here, and they were loud, they were into it, they were doing the woo thing a whole bunch. Um, at one point in the seventh inning, you know, I, I heard this fan not too far from me in the crowd, Mike, and he was yelling at Michael Bush 
of Oklahoma City. He was yelling, Los Angeles doesn't want you. And then literally the next pitch, he hits a home run to tie it. And then he was like, okay, I guess L.A. might want Love you it. at some point, which I thought was really funny. Um, <laughs> but, no, they were into it. They were, you know, they were ragging on the other team. They were cheering for the boys. They were making noise. And, you know, and then, you know, Winton Bernard had this incredible at-bat in the last inning. He was just fouling off so many pitches. It was an 11-pitch battle. The fans were into it. Like, you could see, the, like, the crowd was getting louder and louder as he kept fouling these pitches off. He draws a walk. Coco wins it with the double. Yeah, it was um, it was just an all-around good performance by the fans and by the players. Kind of the best little run the team has had, too, since, what, like late July? I might, I might not be getting that exactly right, but three in a row is, is a big deal. And felt like you were catching just a couple too many L's in a row. Uh, I don't know how much time you get to spend in the locker room. I would assume players aren't even hanging out after a doubleheader, after a rain. I'm mean, just rush home, go to bed, right? But what, what was the energy? Are, are guys talking about W's, or are they feeling that positivity? I, I did not go to the clubhouse after the game. I rarely do unless I need to drop off my equipment. Um, you know, But I know that I was in there today. I had a whole bunch of different things that I need to do, and I was around the boys a lot today. And the number one thing about this team, these dudes just genuinely like each other. They do. They just like being around each other. You know, even when they just, like, pass each other in the hallway, you can see how often they just smile and they fist bump and they're just talking and engaging. Um, And it's been that way even as the roster changes throughout the year. And guys have told me this all the time. They're like, it's such a great clubhouse. It's like, guys, just get along. We, We enjoy being around each other. There's just really good energy in the clubhouse today, you know, after a long doubleheader. Of course, it helps when you win. But overall, it was just, you know, I, I, and, and, and I know that it's kind of weird to say that because, you know, we're so far under 500, but I can't recall one time that I've walked in the clubhouse and I just went like, man, this is bad vibes in here. Like, it's just not like that, um, which goes to show that how much you get along with each other doesn't always impact how often, like, the way that you win. But these guys, like, it, it's just a fun clubhouse to hang out in. Josh, I know you're busy Tuesday through Sunday, every afternoon and evening, but do you got another screen open? You got a tablet next to you watching Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols at bats? I have not. Once Pujols gets to 699, that might change. And when (laughs) Judge gets to 60 or 61, that might change. Um, you know, at the same time, because of social media and highlights, like, it's cheating, but, like, someone's going to tell you you're going to see the highlight a few seconds later, a few minutes yeah. later, you know, you're going to be able to experience it. It's not the same as, like, hey, he's up, and someone yells, and you come running down the hallway to watch it. You know, like, those are pretty special moments where you can watch them in real time around other people. Um, you know, but I, these last two weeks of the baseball season are going to be super fun, you know, from who's going in the playoffs and some really magical special numbers might be reached in home runs. Okay, it's not that I wasn't listening the whole time, Josh, but I was also reading this Wendy Bernard article as we were going <laughs> through it. What was your number one takeaway from Nick Groke's coverage of Wendy Bernard coming up and sitting down with Ken Griffey Jr.? Well, I mean, that, that part was really cool, you know, um, but I, I, the, I think my biggest takeaway is that Wyndon Bernard's kind of like Forrest Gump. Like, it's unbelievable the number of people that he's just met and interacted with. And, like, someone's at the pharmacy, and they know someone who knows Dave Justice. The next thing you know, he's having lunch with Dave Justice, you know, like one day. Huh. And then the story about him and the radio host, John Cantera, everyone calls him Coach. I've known Coach a long time. Like, that's just, it, like, it just blows my mind. It's just this incredibly cool story about the way that they've bonded over the years 
and how this somewhat random radio host has become like his second father. It's so amazing and awesome. Uh, I don't know how much people are talking about this. David Justice's son plays at New Mexico Highlands University, plays football. Oh, really? So we need go. to talk about Super this Super small world. Super. We will. Jay, thank you so very much. Have a good broadcast tonight. All right. I'll see you guys in person tomorrow. All right, boys. Whenever we get back, the final 15 of the program, two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. It's simple. Now, now betting, betting for, for the, the Sports, sports animal. animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men, men on, on, Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Michael. Whoopsie. I was away from it. Back on the program, 6 o'clock. You're up. 15 minutes of this one left. Third favorite continent, second. As far as continents go? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Okay. What's number one? North America. Today's I-9 varsity, the varsity of continents. It's not a real. Rushmore. Yeah. Give me tectonic plates. Ooh. That's one for me. I'm a big uh, Continental Divide guy. It's off a little bit, but they still call it the Continental Divide. Chargers at Chiefs tonight. That's going to be a big one. I told you this, I think, all of last season and the time that all the friends of the show have been listening to us. Okay. I don't take the time for Thursday night football. I think it's sloppy. I think it's gross. I don't think you get to recover enough. You don't even really know your squad. Didn't Jamal Adams just had season engine surgery like today. Like, you wouldn't have known that yesterday. You know, it's all this weird kind of stuff. By the way, I recognize that he plays for the Seahawks, but you get the example I'm trying to give here. Yeah. But with Amazon having it, I'm over here like, are they going to make it cool? Like, I want it to be cool. It's I, Not only is it going to be cool, but it's going to be cool enough to hook Sunday-only guy. Because there's a lot of Sunday-only guys out oh, there. I'm like Sunday night only. Yeah? Like, I... I like football. Oh, of course. I, hey, we're big Monday night football dorks, of course. Duh, you already know. I get out to the corner of Montgomery and Tramway for Monday night football with the boys at Howie Sports page. I'm like, there's some, some people are, like, super busy. They got lives. They got stuff to do Thursday night. They got stuff to do Monday night. Sunday's their day. They do all their choring on Saturday, and they got all day Sunday. I like... I like big stories on games. I don't want to just watch every game. I'm not, I'm not like an addict to football. Mm. But I'll give you one. Like, 49ers are playing Seahawks this weekend, right? Mm. So Trey Lance played last week in Chicago. Torrential downpour. They're forecasting the same thing for the 49ers Seahawks game this week. So I'm like, you know what? I want to see that one. I want to see Trey Lance have to go again in this thing. <laughs> like, hey, there's a fun one. You know, my excuse as a Trey Lance apologist and uh, quarterback two in my two quarterback fantasy league. I'm a Trey Lance apologist because, like, his rookie year never got a real chance to start consistently. Started off this year, got the keys of the Porsche, rained all over him. That was my excuse. If he starts playing in rain 
every week, he better start improving in rain every week. Because if, if he's got to play in rain every week, he better get better in rain every week, or he's going to lose his job to Jimmy G in the rain. No more apologizing. Fun facts as we're wrapping up the program. Uh, last Sunday, Matt Ryan eclipsed 60,000 career passing yards. Did you see that? I did. So what they do whenever the Pro Football Hall of Fame, like, inventory something, or they give it, like, a moniker, yeah. like a number, they put number 283 on it. And you're like, Fred, what's the significance of that? Oh, I, I know. I noticed immediately. <laughs> 28 That's to such a shade move by the, the NFL. It'll never escape them, right? No. No. No, no, no. If you're Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay right now, what kind of approach are you taking with your teammates? Because they're not as good as you. Um, There's only like one, arguably two, arguably three people on the planet that are as good as him at what he does. Historically, less than 10, and in my eyes, less than five. In the whole history of the NFL, not as good as you. No one can tell you anything. But you got to know you're the leader of the team. You can't just wait for 52 other dudes to go get punch of karma cleanses and do a bunch of ayahuasca to get on the same page as you. Allegedly, that's not what he's doing. Allegedly, what he's doing is he's actually going hard at him. So he's like, hey, tough love, and I'm going to bring you all this. And to me, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be that guy right now. I'm, gonna, I'm super adult. Not only am I super adult, I'm super a dude. Yeah. To where it's like, um, hey, if I'm problem solving, I'm trying to make a product better, but I'm trying to work through the thing, I am, I am very calm, but I'm very firm, and I'm very direct. I am never mean. I am never, like, obtuse or abrupt. And I tell you what, if you're in, like, positions of leadership where you have people that are like, you're sour. You're this. Unless you are that, unless you're just like Sarver of the Phoenix whatevers. Ugh. Like, I'm going to tell you, and I'm not one to victim blame here, but like individuals you work with that are like, that guy's personality rubs me the wrong way. Those guys aren't winners. Like, and I need winners. And Aaron Rodgers lost his winners. The team don't want to win. And he don't, Winner. And he, right. Er. And he don't know how to talk to guys that don't know how to talk like he talks. Well, I, I find it's weird that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady switched personalities two years ago. For his whole career, Aaron Rodgers was like, just work hard and study the playbook, all Southern California guy. And Tom Brady would just yell in a murdering rage on, on the, the sideline. Side and then Tom Brady leaves New England and goes to Tampa Bay. Now Tom Brady's all, hey, you want another shot of rum in that avocado milkshake, brother? Am I right? And now Aaron Rodgers is yelling at people like a maniac. Well, he's going to the media, and he's like, here's a quote. By the way, I'm pretty sure when you do psychedelic drugs like ayahuasca, yeah. it's supposed to make you more relaxed and chill, not turn you to the dark side. I don't know. I've never. Never have I ever. What's the statutes of limitations on this? On ayahuasca? What is it, seven years? I don't think it's actually outlawed anywhere. I don't know the rules on that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said when asked about Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, is that his name? Yeah. Quote, these are good kids. They really are. They want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it. I'm going to figure out a way to continue to get them the same frequency, get on the same frequency with them. First of and all. And he will. No, you don't call him He's kids. that good. Dog. Trey Lance. They're literally kids. Trey Lance is 22. 
No one is calling Trey Lance a kid. Well, like he's a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That it's. I'm telling you, hey, wide receivers, classic divas. They don't need that energy. Aaron Rodgers has to know better. I don't know. I think it's a good approach for once. As long as he shows patience, like over the course of a season, like he's going to get upset at small things that happen, like in, instances throughout the game, instances throughout a two or three game run, he's going to nitpick them and show them what they did wrong. But if he doesn't have patience over a full season, they're all screwed. Because, hey, look, I told you before the NFL draft, I was hoping Christian Watson drops to the second round so the Packers can take him. Boom. It happened friggin' live on air on our show, and I was so excited that they got this guy because he's got the skill set of a number one wide receiver, but you can't expect a kid from South Dakota to just step into his first NFL game and be Megatron. It's foolish to think that. Aaron Judge is in first place in every single offensive category except for one. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that a 5-9 slap hitter is going to ruin his epic season of winning every single category in all of baseball? I'd understand if it was like Ichiro. I mean, I'd yeah. understand if there was like certain names. Yeah. It's Luis Arias. Who? Hey, non-baseball dork, but that's not me. Who is Luis Arias? Luis Arias can rob your bank, and you will not know what he looks like. He'll get away scot-free because you don't know what Luis Arias looks like. I did radio in St. Louis, Missouri for a lot of years, and we used to do this thing called, uh, is he more famous than David Eckstein? <laughs> Luis Arias? No. The, and the Kind of the measuring stick for years was, it was always like 50-50. If Steph Curry walked in here right now, and if David Eckstein walked in here right now, who would you recognize first? St. Louis, David Eckstein. It's David Eckstein. Everywhere else, yeah. Steph Curry. Where is Louis Arias? Are you sure that's how you pronounce it? Ariza? No, Louis Arias. I have no idea. Yeah. Where does he play? Baseball dork right here. Uh, Minnesota Twins. Is he new? Uh, he's been around a few years. He's just a contact first slap hitter. You're thinking of Byron Buxton? No, no, no. He's a hyper-athletic power hitter that can't stay healthy. He was my preseason pick for MVP of the league. It was and a good pick. Training. Guess what? <laughs> Couldn't stay healthy. No. You called that one through and through. We're going over to Isotopes Baseball after this one. Josh has the pregame. We didn't ask who was on, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. I don't know they why. always are. He's batting 1,000. Speaking of good. batting titles. Talk about Aaron Judge. You were yes. going to finish it. Yes. Okay. Any final words? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. See you at the lab tomorrow, Burke.